Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. We're going to bring you an episode from our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, and his verdict on the season just gone. Of course, Newcastle finished 11th in the Premier League. A remarkable feat considering where they were when Eddie Howe took over, where they were at the turn of the year. Lee followed the club home and away and was there for all the big stories throughout the year, including, of course, the takeover. This is his verdict on Newcastle United season 2021 2022. So Newcastle United's season is now complete. 38 games, 11th place in the table. And, you know, we didn't think we'd be talking about that uh, after 14 matches when they were slumped at the bottom. Uh, they signed off yesterday with that win against Burnley. And, yeah, it was going heading down to the game. For me, it was confidence. I just didn't have any doubt Newcastle were going to not win the game. It was just... You know something we we haven't had, uh, certainly going down to Burnley in recent years. It, it's always you know quite tough down there. But I just was very confident that they'd rise to the challenge, rise to the occasion, and not show any sort of sentiment. And that's exactly what happened. Um, big big performances from Kieran Trippier, a player who I think is going to be a, a big, a big character for them in 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 the next couple of years. I think it's been a great signing to have him on board. He's certainly he's put that mentality in the dressing room where it counts, everything counts, and yeah, you know, it would have been easy for him to, to go down there and just get 90 minutes under his belt quietly against his old club, but you know, he went down there wanting to win and carried that message around around the team. Um and then another big character yesterday was Callum Wilson, you know. Number nine, um, wanted that shirt when he's wore it this season. He's proved exactly what he can do. I think, uh, you know, he's finished with eight goals. Would have been a lot more um, had he not suffered those unfortunate injuries. But, you know, the times when he has played, he's scored some crucial goals. And I think he's been a big, big, big player uh, for Newcastle uh, this season. I mean, you could go through each and every one of them. But for me, I think January was key. A key period, you know, they got Trippier on board. They got Chris Wood on board, who did very well in the games he played, scored a couple of important goals. Uh, Dan Byrne has been sensational at the back, absolutely sensational. I think we you've not only got a Premier League quality player, there who was an absolute snip at 13 million you've got someone who's passionate and wants to play for the club he absolutely loves every minute playing for the club we were talking to him yesterday after the game and you know this is a guy who is a support Newcastle he's he's living everybody else's dream and he's been fantastic this season um he just heads and clears his way through matches and 
offers a real, real threat, and I think he's been absolutely brilliant. So great signing, um, from Brighton. Um, Bruno Gamirez, absolutely fantastic, uh, a a class above really. He's in that elite bracket of of midfielders. Again, another one going to the World Cup. Who's gonna show the world what he can do? And I think Newcastle at the moment are at that stage where they're establishing themselves back as a Premier League force. But somebody like Bruno it is probably from that clutch of players above. I think he's easily in the top top 15 midfielders in the world at the moment. And if Newcastle can get you know, three or four more signings that are top 15 players in the world in certain positions, then they won't go too far wrong. But he is a quality addition to the squad and Newcastle are lucky to have him. Um, and I think next season he's going to really, really show everybody um, exactly why he come to Newcastle. So really excited about the team uh, overall. Excited about the summer. I think Eddie Howe has done a, a, a brilliant job. Manager of the Year Award candidate. I think not only the Premier League Manager of the Year, but the LMA Award as well. I think he'll have got a lot of votes in that. So... Yeah, whether he wins it or not, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But for me, I think, you know, he he, he took on a difficult job, um, and he's he's taken time to to get his facts right and establish things behind the scenes. But not only that, I think he's just changed the outlook of the whole club. You walk around the training ground now, and yeah, he, I know the training ground gets a lot of criticism, but. The touches that he's made to that are, are very good. Um, we were we were very fortunate the other day. Um, some of the journalists got invited down just to sit with the manager and, and have a chat. Um, you know, no, no no big interview or anything like that. Just to sit and have a chat and have something that's not a press conference, basically, where you know the manager's under pressure to answer questions. Just good to to get to to know Eddie that that little bit better. And that's exactly what he's done. But that that's been the tone for the for the whole club, really. Uh, I think yeah, I've just posted a review of the season, and in in that uh, there's a there's a few lines on how the takeover hadn't actually even gone through, but Amanda Stavely had arranged interviews with uh, with myself and my former colleague Mark Douglas. Uh, we went up to. Jesmond Dean House uh, and he and m- myself sat down and spoke to Amanda Stabley and you know we got that that level of access uh, was you know unprecedented really because we didn't get that under Mike Ashley uh, the last Newcastle chairman uh, that, that I sat down with be- before was um, Freddie Shepherd, so <laughs> Yeah, to to get that access and, and and talk to to somebody at the top of the boardroom, was brilliant with Amanda Stavely, and just great to hear her ideas, on what she wanted to do, and she's completely, delivered, um a lot of those ideas, uh you know she spoke about the managerial situation at the time, that got sorted, uh, she spoke about changing the training ground the best they could, that's been sorted. Um, and just giving the team what they need. And, you know, they've had two warm weather 
training breaks and yeah, you know, flew the team over to Dubai and Saudi Arabia and I think that was a really important recharge time for Newcastle when they needed it after fixtures and they might they might not have uh, they might not have got that uh, under different owners. So lots of change as well. I mean you can't have a discussion about Amanda Stavely and the board without talking about them you know what they've done for the women's side of it at Newcastle, getting them actually to play a game on the pitch. That is a huge, huge thing. And the public responded with a huge attendance, uh, 20,000 plus, for uh, the women's game uh, against Anik. And, yeah, that was a fantastic... Day. Probably one of the highlights of the season to, 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 uh, to witness that. You know, war flags again, putting on a, a big display that day. That's definitely one of the highlights of the season uh, at St James's Park. But overall, the club just moving in that right direction. Talk of the training ground is, you know, is rife at the moment. They want to get all the teams together. Uh, you know, at the minute, they're scattered around the training in different places. They want everyone in one centre. And I think that that's going to be brilliant moving forward. But for now, they're still at, at, at Benton. Um and yeah, we'll see where we'll see what happens after that. Um, so th- there's there's lots going on. Uh, the recruitment drive is is going to be underway. If you if you've noticed today, a couple of teams already off the mark with um, some signings, Liverpool and Aston Villa. So you know, the gauntlet's already been thrown down. Newcastle know that they need to to change the squad. We've probably seen some of the players that have have helped Newcastle down the years. Um, in the squad for the, probably the last time yesterday, which was which was a sad moment. Um, but we'll have to wait and see exactly who Eddie Howe decides is is staying and going. It's going to be a hectic summer. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. If they can sign players like they did in January, great. Then I think they've got a a massive opportunity to to improve this squad, improve it, and. You know, we talk about expectations and, you know, when Newcastle slumped at the bottom, I think people would have taken fourth bottom and just scraping up by on goal difference if, if they'd been offered. But they've done much more than that. They've, they've obviously um, finished 11th. And I think if you look at the table, I think they're seven points off a European place. So how far away they are from pushing for Europe, I mean, that, that's another question. You've got to do it over the 38 games. Uh, next season, but I I don't I don't know I may be wrong. Please feel free to correct me on on any of the uh, social media channels we've got, but I don't think Newcastle fans are stamping their feet and demanding European football. I don't think it's it's like that. I think people just want to see the team compete, and if they do that, then great. I think they've got a great chance of a top half finish next season. Maybe challenging them one of the cups. We'll have to see. Uh, but for me. The expectations will probably be bigger outside the club, really. Um, you know, all the neutrals will be looking in and seeing what Newcastle can do. But overall, I think if they can finish top ten next season, I think that would be a step in the right direction, and then you build again the next year. But I just think people now already last night when. You know, we got back from Burnley. Like the feeling was, I can't wait for next season. 
and that was like within hours of this season finishing and for me that that feeling I haven't had that for for a long time normally when it's over you're ready for a break uh you're ready to to just just take a take some time away from from football if that's even possible these days but no not this time you already you know I found myself checking when the fixture list was released which is in in June and you know We've still got pre-season to be confirmed. So exciting times at Newcastle. Looking forward to to what happens next. But really, I mean, looking back at it, I mean, I was asked the other day by um, a friend who actually flew over from Belgium, big friend of Philippe Albert. He'd come over and he's um, wanting to talk, he wanted to talk about, uh, you know, what, how I've enjoyed the season and you know he asked me what if I could take a souvenir away from the season uh, the 2021-22 season you know what moment would that be if I could boil it down one moment and yeah I had a little thing about it uh, and for me the the big moment would have been Bruno Gamirez back heel Southampton sent 3,000 Newcastle fans in absolute raptures you know, the bearing in mind this is like a game where it was it was rearranged. It was orig- it was originally meant to be played, I think, on New Year's Day or the day after, no public transport, and then it got rearranged because of COVID. But then they rearranged it to a Thursday night, and I think the heavens had opened on the south coast, chucking down with rain. Newcastle fans really getting behind the team, and then they see this back heel volley from Bruno Gamirez. Send send them absolutely crazy at St Mary's and yeah for me that that'll be a big moment that I take away from this season and I'm sure everyone will have their own little moments but for me that one that was very special indeed and yeah I mean if you look at the second half of the season there's so many so many sort of games you would look back on and think that was a great day you know Brentford away in the sunshine the way Newcastle were passing it around you know. Very, very good football that day. Um, you look at Leeds United away, a one 0 win, that that was significant. Um, Bruno again, ninety fifth minute against Leicester. You know that that was excellent. Seeing, seeing the celebrations after that, and then Norwich away. You know, Jalinton getting a couple of goals, showing his worth. And yeah, I think overall. We worry this season about you know Newcastle staying up, but they've done it at a canter. They've got forty nine points. Thirty five points would actually be enough. Um, they went past the thirty five point mark on that day when Bruno scored against Leicester. Actually, so let's just say you know on that basis we didn't know it then, but realistically, with six games to go, Newcastle would have been safe. I think that's a, a really big achievement for Eddie Howe and his staff. So well done to them. And you know, for the players, great effort. They've uh, they never gave up. They could have easily done that. Uh, you know, they they looked doomed. Uh, let's be honest, they looked doomed. I think it was after that night against Norwich, where uh, Callum Wills got a penalty, and they only drew one one with Norwich, and it was looking very gloomy at that point. But yeah, they've done everything that they've had to do in in the fixtures, and. Really now, they move on. Um, this is the next level. Can they can they improve on that? 
that that'll be the challenge behind the scenes. Uh, it certainly will. Be an interesting season next year. That you know, you look at the teams coming up, and as I say, those teams that have already started in making improvements, and Newcastle will have to be in the mix to do that. But I fully expect them to to have a good competitive window, and yeah, it's an exciting time being a Newcastle fan. The season tickets, you know, waiting for that information. You know, I think most Newcastle fans. Uh, stuck with the team and no criticism to anyone who did walk away under the Mike Ashley era because you know the club had become uh, a tough place tough place to be it was it was hard to watch Newcastle during them them times and you can understand people walking away but you know moving forward now there's a lot of fans who want to go back they want a season ticket again and it's it's starting to be a bit like Probably the nineties where there was a waiting list and it was very difficult to get tickets and the ground had to be expanded. So hopefully, um everyone who get wants to get in will will get in. If Newcastle can improve the capacity, that that'll be another one to watch. But these things won't happen overnight. Uh, we have to to wait and see. But everything moving in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. Newcastle fans happy again and yeah, it's been a fantastic season.